Hello, Toy Olympians. Long time no see. Yes, we still do the weekly update, even though we took a short break last week. So I am, me and Voitas are here to bring you the updates from this week, uh, mostly regarding the road to Tokyo 2020 process for Olympic qualification, because we needed a shortened episode after our long week of European Games coverage. So without further ado, let's go in to the episode and find out who's going to Tokyo. Hi, here is Wojciech Nowakowski, a.k.a. Wojtas. I'll present the Road to Tokyo 2020 segment where I will sum up the Olympic qualifications from the last week. The previous weekend brought two fixed series finals to the conclusion. In Hiroshima, only one berth for the Tokyo 2020 qualifier was given as host team of Japan managed to get to the final by winning in the shootout against Russia in the semifinal, which means that one more place in the Olympic qualifier will be decided by the world ranking. The nation to win in Hiroshima was India, who dominated in Group A and later defeated Chile 4-2. In the final, India proved the favorite role by winning with Japan 3-1. In Le Touquet, the men's tournament was held. The winners of the groups, Ireland and France, proved their strength also in the semi-finals by winning with South Korea and Scotland respectively, taking the spots in the Tokyo 2020 qualifier. The winner of the tournament appeared to be its host that beat the Irish team 3-1. Last tournament, held in Valencia, finished last Thursday. With Canada and South Africa winning their grabs in the round robin, it all came to the semi-finals, where they were joined by the winners of crossovers between teams placed second and third. Canada defeated Italy easily, 7-0, while South Africa lost their chance for the Olympic qualifier spot to Spain by losing the game 0-1. In the final, between last two Olympic qualifier participants decided at the fixed series finals, Spain took the victory 4-2. Another field hockey competition that distributes the quotas in the Olympic qualification playoff is the FIH Pro League that concluded this weekend. In the women's tournament, the top four nations to take part in the Pro League finals and thus ensure a place in the Tokyo 2020 qualifier were the Netherlands, Argentina, Australia and Germany. The Dutch team lost only one game in the round-robin stage and won the final tournament in Amsterdam, taking the first title in the history of the competition, with Australia in second and Germany in third. In the men's competition, Australia, Belgium, the Netherlands and Great Britain were promoted for the last part of the Olympic qualifications and the final four of the Pro League. It all finished with first place for Kukaburras as they won in the final against Belgium, while podium was completed by the Dutch team. The places in the Olympic qualifier might be reallocated should the teams win their continental championships. Then the next participant of the Olympic qualification playoffs will be decided by the world ranking. Belgrade was the venue of the men's water polo World League Superfinal, which offered the Tokyo 2020 quota to the winner. In the round robin, Spain took the first place in the Group A ahead of Hungary, Japan and Canada, while Group B was won by Serbia with Croatia, Australia and Kazakhstan behind them. In the quarterfinals, Australia surprisingly defeated Hungary after a penalty shootout, but it lost to Serbia in the semi-final 11-16. Croatia and Spain didn't have much trouble with their quarterfinal rivals, but the semi-final was tight and the advantage from the first quarter saved Hrvatska, giving them win 10-8. The final was even tighter and it, co- and it concluded with Serbian victory 12-11 as Filip Filipovic secured his team a place at the Olympic Games in Tokyo with a goal scored 17 seconds before the end of the game. 
modern pentathlon World Cup final was held in Tokyo, being also the Olympic test event and the Olympic qualification competition, with one quota in both women's and men's event to be distributed. In female competition, it was almost sure already after the fencing ranking round that the one to ensure a quota for Tokyo 2020 will be London 2012 champion Laura Asadowskaite. This time the Lithuanian didn't have any bad luck at horse drawing and did her job easily, taking the lead already at the first lap of the laser run, which she didn't lose until the finish line. Men's event was much tighter with many great athletes in the top, including Rio 2016 champion Alexander Lesson. The Russia's representative, however, struggled at the shooting range, which gave an opportunity for his rivals to fight for the victory and the Olympic quota. It all came to the final straight as Joseph Chung from Great Britain overtook German Marvin Doge, taking the gold medal and the place for Tokyo 2020. In Santiago de Chile, men's rugby 7 South American Olympic qualifier was held with one Tokyo 2020 spot to be offered. It went to the team of Argentina that dominated the Group A with only 5 points lost in 4 games and also destroying the rivals in the playoffs, 35-0 against Chile in the semi-final and 26-0 against Brazil in the final. Canarinos, by winning second place, secured a berth in the World Olympic Qualification Tournament, as well as the third team of China. Host of the Continental Qualifier finished on the podium after a huge victory 43-0 against Paraguay. Alrighty, I'm back here to read DCROs, our form's in-house equestrian expert, uh, reports on the Olympic qualifications for equestrian in the past two weeks. So here we go. Maxima Equestrian Center, situated just outside of Moscow, hosted the Group C Olympic qualifier in dressage. While the Group C Olympic qualifiers are technically open to all nations from Central and Eastern Europe, as well as Central Asia, the dressage qualifier proved to be a head-to-head -head contest between Belarus and Russia for the available team quota. The Russian Federation team was led by an experienced Olympian, Elena Sidneva, and her relatively new ride, Fuhr. The sympathetic pair produced a strong faff work with much cadence and small rhythmical, excuse me, small rhythmical pirouettes. That was my bad. While the small blips in both lines of the flying charges and the opening trot extension pushed the mark down, their final score of 72.022% proved to be the best mark of the day. Sedeva's score brought the Russian Federation team total to 210.131%, which proved to be unbeatable for the Belarusian rivals, who finished more than 10 marks behind. This outcome marks an historic qualification for the Russian Federation in dressage. While they enjoyed much success during the Soviet Union times, they have, they have not fielded a dressage team since 1992. The team jumping quota places designated for Group C were allocated this weekend. In a special decision made earlier this year, the FEI decided to split the two available quota places for Group C between two separate qualifiers, with nations choosing their preferred venue. Group C1 qualifier was held in Moscow, Russia, excuse me, the Moscow Russian Federation, while the Group C2 qualifier was held in Budapest, Hungary. Six nations took part at the Moscow qualifier, namely Azerbaijan, Israel, Kyrgyzstan, Poland, Russian Federation, and Uzbekistan. The Israelis were considered to be the main favorites, with the likes of Daniel Blumen and Danny Goldstein-Waldman leading their team. However, it was the Polish team that took an early lead and concluded the first round with 13 penalties. Israel was close behind on 15 penalties, while the rest of the opposition was already a long way adrift. The second round of jumping was therefore expected to be a head-to-head -head battle between the two leading teams. Israel's Daniel Blumen scored the second, opened the second round with a time penalty, but otherwise a clear round. He was then followed by Ashley Bond, who had two fences down. 
The Polish second round charge was opened by Andrzej Opelek, who delivered a clutch clear. Next up was Elad Yanov, who delivered the first faultless round of the day for Team Israel. Jan Bobik of Poland then had one fence down, which meant that going into the last round of rotation, the two teams were separated by a single penalty. Israel was leading on 16 penalties, while Poland was sitting at 17. It was Danny Waldman who delivered the deciding clear, which secured Olympic qualification for Israel. This outcome marks the historic moment as Israel has never before competed in an Olympic equestrian competition. The Group C2 qualifier in Budapest also featured six competing nations, namely Bulgaria, Czech Republic, Greece, Hungary, Lithuania, and Ukraine. Aki Yane from Finland presented them with a strong 12-fence challenge that would ensure the cream came out of the top. It was a big ask, but a tremendous experience for all of the horse and rider combinations with questions to be answered throughout the entire track. And a time when with a time allowance, excuse me, of 77 seconds, but it proved to be impossible to get for the mass majority. Several riders incurred eliminations, and the list included vastly experienced double Olympic champion Ulrich Kirchhoff from Germany, who now rides for Ukraine, as well as another experienced championship rider, Emma Alger de Musek from the Czech Republic. The first round ended with Ukraine on top with 14 penalties. Czech Republic lied in second with 23 penalties, while the Hungarian hosts were a further six penalties adrift. The testing course continued to claim its victims during the second round. However, the Ukrainian midway lead remained unchallenged. In the end, Ukraine comfortably won on 41 penalties, which is an unusually high winning score for a team jumping competition. Czech Republic placed second on 58 penalties, while Hungary finished third on 64 penalties, meaning that the big losers of the Group C Olympic qualification were Poland, who finished with less penalties than the Ukrainian team, but will not get an Olympic spot. The next direct Olympic qualifiers in equestrian are scheduled to be held at the Pan American Games in Lima, Peru, starting on July 28th. I would like to thank our listeners for listening today, and keep you reminded of our continuing exciting projects coming up. We will have daily coverage of the 2019 Summer University ad, and hopefully similar for the 2019 Pacific Games. I will also have a newer program coming out, probably in about a month, month and a half time, based on availability because of the amount of schedule we have because of the amount of daily coverage for the multi-sport games that we'll be providing this summer. So uh, with that completed, I wish you guys a great week, and hopefully to see you back, or hear you hear me back next week.